0: Hello, my sweet friends. How are you guys? It's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. This is a busy, fun week. I'm doing tons of recording for the podcast as I am looking ahead at spring break, taking my kids away for a few days, which is nice. And it was so cool because yesterday I got to interview the beautiful, incredibly wise Morgan Harper Nichols. So stay tuned because you're going to be hearing her on the podcast very soon. If you guys don't know Morgan, you should go follow her on Instagram because you will immediately fall in love with her. And this is why it is so important to subscribe to the podcast because there's so many incredible interviews coming out and I don't want you to miss anything. It is free to subscribe. So make sure that you do. I just wanted to read you something beautiful that Morgan posted. She has these beautiful illustrations on her Instagram. One of them is of a wilting plant. And underneath it, she writes, Perhaps even here I am growing when the days are long and I do not feel as strong. And when the hours go by slower than they ever have before. And sun is shining here and I am lost indoors. Perhaps even here I am growing, learning to be at peace in what does not make sense to me. Perhaps even here I am growing. And it's so true, you guys. I just want you to know that we're so hard on ourselves. We are so unnecessarily hard on ourselves. And you've been through so much. It's taken incredible strength to get here to where you are. And I don't want you to lose sight of that. And there are things all the time that are growing all around us, including ourselves. And just because you don't see a win every single day, just because you don't have something to post to tell all your friends that they can see your achievement every single day, you are absolutely growing in powerful ways. Sometimes the deepest work is in the soil before anything sprouts out of the ground. And so I just wanted you to acknowledge that. And it's incredible how these slow, steady, subtle, yet powerful changes help us to rise up and to offer more of who we are to the world and to serve and to glow in such an incredible way. And I was thinking just yesterday about how uncanny it is that I host a podcast, that this is the thing that I am doing And I love it so much. When I was in grade school, I was in speech therapy, you guys. I remember being in first grade and being asked to read aloud. And the teacher said, I sounded like I had marbles in my mouth. And she couldn't understand me. In fact, they tested my hearing because they didn't quite understand why I wasn't able to speak well. And I wound up going to speech therapy, which in many ways was fun because they pulled me out of regular classes and I got to spend time playing these games and getting prizes down the hall with the speech therapist. And here I am today hosting a podcast, speaking to hundreds of thousands of people every month and then being asked to speak publicly all the time. Before I press record on my first episode, I was filled with self-doubt. But here I am hosting this podcast. And as you guys heard, we were recently nominated for Best Business Podcast for a Webby Award. And it's just extraordinary. We are nominated alongside Freakonomics and Harvard Business Review. And then there's Kathy Heller, (laughs) Don't Keep Your Day Job. And of the five nominees, um, this show is the only show with a female host, which I'm really proud of that as well. So it's truly incredible. And so every week on the show, I'm bringing you examples of human beings just like you who all suffer from imposter syndrome and from insecurities, who all beat themselves up and yet have the courage to walk forward and slowly but surely those subtle changes turn into powerful ways that they can share gifts with the world, make a difference and become who it is that they were put here to be. So on today's episode, we're going to do something really cool. I've been doing all of this coaching work, which I absolutely love. And you will be getting to hear an excerpt from a recent coaching call I did with a wonderful group. And this, by the way, is something available to all of you. And what I mean by that is, if you pre-order my book by May 1st, you are going to get incredible bonuses that are worth over $5,000. So the 20 bucks or 25 bucks you spend on the book, depending on which version you get, whether you get the audio version or you buy it from Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com, whatever you do, this 20 or so dollars you spend is going to be worth so much because you will then be given bonuses. And one of those bonuses is that you will be given six weeks of these incredibly powerful coaching calls. In addition to that, you will be put into a raffle. I will be choosing several people to be selected for a one-on-one coaching session, and you will be put into a raffle where I will be choosing several people to receive a $75 gift card to either Anthropology or Nordstrom. Lots of great stuff there. If that was not enough, there's an extra bonus. So you have until May 1st to pre-order this book and get all of this. And once you do, Over the course of the next several months, every month, I will be choosing five of you who pre-ordered the book and I will be sending you a handwritten letter as well as an advanced copy of the book and a package of a few of my favorite things. So if you'd like to get in on all of this deliciousness, please take a second right now and pre-order my book, Don't Keep Your Day Job. You can go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com book and you will find all the links there to pre-order it however you want, whatever version you want. And you will find the info on the bottom if you scroll down so that you can claim your bonuses. You do not want to miss out on this. Six weeks of coaching calls, a raffle to win a one-on-one coaching session, a raffle to win an incredible gift card, and I will be choosing five of you a month who pre-order this book and sending you an advanced copy, some delicious treats, things that I love, some of my favorite things, and a handwritten note to say thank you. I love you guys so much. You have no idea also just how that supports me. It is the greatest gift that you can give me right now please go ahead and pre-order the book. If you're not such a reader, then get one for a friend because this is your ticket to all of that coaching. It's gonna be six weeks of incredibly transformational coaching calls. So it is so worth it. It's a great way to support me and it's a great value. So go ahead and pre-order the book. So last week, we played you a clip of a coaching call I had with this wonderful woman, Jamie, and many of you wrote in to say how valuable that was and how much you got out of it. So today, we're doing something similar. We're going to play you a piece of a coaching call I had a couple of weeks ago with the wonderful folks in my Kathy coaching group. You have no idea how much I'm loving doing these calls. It is so fulfilling to have this direct conversation with you guys and really see the light bulbs turn on in real time. You know, I always talk about being in the flow and feeling like you're right where you belong and where you're needed. And for me, Doing this coaching right now is feeling like this is so it, and I'm so excited about it. So let's dive in. The beautiful thing that I want to make sure that gets across is that you can absolutely have a life that you feel is in the flow, is in alignment with yourself. That's your birthright. And it takes courage to want the things you want, and it takes courage to develop what it is that's going to be your way to serve. Because I'll tell you what, it's not something you find under a rock. It's not something that you discover in a moment. Sometimes people are lucky and they've done studies on this. That's literally a third of the population. We're talking about seven and a half billion people. One third of those people, maybe they knew it at six years old. I'm a ballerina. That's my thing. Some people have that. Other people don't know what they like, but there's certain things that they they feel more comfortable in and they're really frustrated because they get to 19 years old and they go, I don't know what major to declare. There's nothing that just like stands out. Like, I don't know if I'm the best at painting. I don't know if I'm the best at organizational skills. I don't know. I don't know. That's normal. That's called the majority of people on the planet. Does that mean that you don't have a place in this world? No. What it means is that's where all the research around grit comes in. That's where all the research about doing the process of developing things. And so what Angela Duckworth talks about on on our podcast is that that's the process that successful people are willing to endure over and over and over again. And that's what we know makes people successful. So it's a process of willingness to allow ourselves to try, allow all the paint to come out, our clothes start to get messy, we post this blog, we start this business, we have a conversation with this person, and 40 days later, we have more clarity. And 90 days later, we're being led in a certain direction, and more and more people keep saying to us, You're going to be an organizer. You're the next Marie Kondo. And you're like, that's crazy. I didn't know that that's what I did. I thought I was a stylist. But really, my favorite part was organizing the closet. Like, these are the things that come when we have the willingness. I want to give you a permission slip that says, I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to be perfect. And I am absolutely needed to find my place amongst all the things and all the species and all the yummy, yummy sparks of light in this world. And I'm going to give myself the grace that I'm going to allow myself to play and I'm going to discover. And now there's things that we can talk about strategically that will help you get there faster, right? There are ways of validating your offer and understanding how to prove a concept. And we're going to talk about that. Um, And we're also going to talk about some of the other important pillars to growing something once you have it. And a lot of that has to do with vulnerability, radical empathy, and content, right? Like we all got to get on the content train. What is the most viral in content is when your content reflects the feelings of the person receiving the content. So empathy And you being vulnerable is going to light a path like you've never seen. We often underestimate that just who we are, just our story is valuable. How many times have I been scrolling through the internet and I realized that the thing I'm looking for is for someone else to just understand what I'm feeling right now. And it might be something as simple as being overwhelmed because my kids are home and it's the afternoon and I'm exhausted and all I want to do is give them an iPad and I feel guilty that's enough for you to change someone's life. If you continue to be the person who says, here's where I'm at, here's what I'm feeling, and oh, this is also what I do. I do some hand lettering, and I sell necklaces, and I do this. When we make people feel seen, we open the floodgates to being able to thrive in our business and to be able to make a difference. And what I'm saying is it could be very, very simple. It could be very subtle. And a friend of mine, Emily McDowell, you guys might know Emily, but she's awesome. She posted on social media a while ago, and she said, in Japan, there is a form of art where they will take a broken object, like a vase that fell or some sort of beautiful ceramic, and when it's broken, and they put it back together, in the parts where it was broken, they will emboss it with gold, so that forever, from that point on, when someone sees that object, they're absolutely aware of where, where it's broken, because it's a sign of beauty. And it's considered something that gives the the object more value. Now think about yourself. How often do we want to cover that stuff up? But you and I both know that it's the people in our life who are willing to share that Those are the friends you want to hang around. So we got to free ourselves from the shame and from needing to do things perfectly and know that your brokenness, your mess is your message. And so much of that is going to be so juicy. And it's going to be like the glue and the Velcro. Those pieces of you is going to help you connect not only to your work, but to the people who really love learning or enjoying whatever you do from you versus all the other people that are doing it. So who feels like sharing where you're at and I can give you some feedback. Betsy, I saw your hand go up first. (laughs) Hi, Kathy. Hi.
1: So I'm in my car driving home from my day job. I'm about two years from retiring. You know, I got involved with you last June. I I signed up for the podcast course and uh, I just launched my sixth episode last night. Amazing. (laughs) You know, I'm pretty much the poster child for your statement that, you know, just get started. And as you know, I changed directions after I had a conversation with you in our group, um, where I went into Elder and Wiser. I have like 50 people that have been listening consistently. And, and you're right about, you know, the 50 people who would show up at my house every day. Um, I'm, I'm feeling somewhat discouraged because, it's it's really hard to pull off all of this while working. And plus, I'm not sure where I'm going with it. Like, since I started the podcast, I started a class that I'm taking on aging, because I don't know anything about aging other than my own experience. Right. So my question is, Kathy, it's like... um, I got into the elder and wiser track because my own experience of aging felt very lonely and I was almost defiant about it. Like, you you know what? I'm 66 years old and I'm still going to get married. I'm still going to do what 30 somethings are doing, right? I'm going to start a podcast. Um, I'm going to do stuff that I've always wanted for myself. Uh, And also, also afraid that it is too late. So I'm I'm feeling that. I'm feeling like am I just trying to beat myself out of a paper bag or am I really on to something? Well I came to Dreamtopia and I felt very inspired but on the other hand I felt lonely there too. My husband came with me and we both are sixty six and we both Felt like we were the oldest people there, and that maybe we just want to model this for younger people so they don't give up. And um, that's kind of where I'm coming from these days. Is like at least I can reach across the generations of people who feel like their age is an encumbrance on them, rather than you know one of wisdom. But okay. sometimes I don't feel very wise at all. So. Am
0: I making any sense? <laughs> uh, you're making a tremendous amount of sense, and I just want to say, I really felt that, and um, everything that you're doing. Just I can tell you personally, from my gut, I just feel it's such a important. It's such an important mission, and it it makes sense to me on every level that it would work. But here's what I want to get to, which everyone here needs to hear, which is not about your specific business model and your Uh, content in your podcast, but it's about what you just said, which everybody here needs to work on, including myself. I would love you guys to spend some time figuring out what are the three most limiting beliefs that you walk around with that hit you like in the gut so hard that stop you in your tracks. I'm telling you that it, it, it seems like you're miles away Like it's not attainable, but as sure as this glass is like right here and I can just go like this. When we change that limiting belief, this is how easy it is to create our life. This is how easy it is to make that money. Like, just like that. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to write down these beliefs. And then I want you to picture yourself over the next five years, just believing that. And I want you to ask yourself like, where will I be five years from now if I keep telling myself I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm, I'm a mom and that's not cool. I should be not a mom. I should be like, whatever your beliefs are that you're not enough, by the way, it's always some form of not feeling enough, always. So we all have this, but whatever your, mine, I mean, I, mine are so interesting. Like now they come around corners and hit me in the blind spot, which will, there'll be things like the more successful I am, I'll be a bad mom. And like, it's like, whoa, now it's like, I'm at a place where if I become more successful, then that's, that's the rub, so I, I sabotage myself. There, there's all different ways, but it always comes back to like some form of you're not gonna be enough, or you're gonna let yourself down, or you're gonna let the world down. But I want you to picture yourself Five years from now, looking yourself in the mirror, and you stayed with that belief. You kept it, you used it. You were like, Me and this belief, we are good. I'm keeping you in my pocket. I'm gonna use you every second. I'm gonna argue for my limitations. When when my friends come over and they ask me where that podcast, Elder and Wiser are going, I'm gonna say, I'm too old, and I'm gonna argue for it. And when somebody asks me how come I didn't start the next thing and the blog and the events that I can grow from this podcast, I'm gonna say, because I'm too old, and I'm gonna argue for my limitations. And everyone's gonna try to get me out of it. And I'm gonna just keep that limiting belief. I'm gonna argue for. it i'm gonna keep it like a vest like a protection flotation device i'm just gonna wear it on me and then i want you to picture yourself 10 years from now and you've kept that belief and you've got it and you hold on to it and you love it and it's you you're married to it and it feels so good and it keeps you in your comfort zone and it keeps you feeling like like an idiot and you just hold on to it and i want you to think like what experiences did i miss out on because of that belief and i want you to think to yourself oh my gosh how did that affect my marriage? How did that affect my friendships? How did that affect my health? Like, where will I be in five years? Where will I be in 10 years? Where will I be in 20 years? Like, will I be here? Holy crap. So this is why I'm constantly looking at like, okay, even though I've worked through maybe one aspect of it, what's the next piece? So I want you to look at this, like, what is the limiting belief? And then I want you to say to yourself, what experiences will I have missed out on? Who will no longer be in my life? How will my relationships that are in my life be compromised because of this belief? And when I look myself in the mirror six years from now, eight years from now, 12 years from now, and I hold on to that belief, how do I feel? Because I will tell you what, I'm surrounded, and I'm sure you are too, by people who've literally, without knowing it, made the decision to hold on to those limiting beliefs and they've designed their entire lives around them and they're paying the price. And then they come to me and they're like, it's so frustrating. I got evicted again. And I'm like, I'm really sorry to hear that because I've been down the road of trying to help them and it doesn't work because we will just get into it. And it's like gridlock. It's luck. I'm not lucky. I This and that. It's just like, you don't think you're enough. It's self-worth. No, it's not self-worth. That puts responsibility on me. It's not self-worth, but it is because if you felt like you're enough, would you have actually done that thing you always wanted to do that you just never did? You would have. Instead, you have these like menial jobs. I'm just thinking of one person as example that you hate. And so inevitably you get fired and inevitably you hate going to this job. And inevitably you're living check to mouth because you're not showing up in the world as yourself. You're not doing the thing that you have to offer because you have tremendous value. It's not any of that. It's just, I got evicted because my landlord is a jerk. Okay, fine. Or people I know who are like in and out of like horrible relationships and they can't quite grasp that they have a belief about what they believe they deserve in terms of how they're being treated. And they're like, no, basically it's the city I live in. There's no good men here. Okay. You better move then. When there's a belief at your core, you'll find it, you'll see it everywhere. So those people who don't think they're enough, they'll then find evidence for that. See, I went to the meeting and this person looked at me sideways. And it's like, that person just has a cold. Like they're like looking down, like you're going to look for whatever your limiting beliefs are going to tell you. And so Betsy with you, just like all of us, it's going to be so easy for that thought to come along when you least expect it and just derail you. I'm too old. This is why this isn't going to work. I'm just, I'm, I'm shooting myself in the foot. I'm spinning my wheels. It's never going to happen. No, no, it's just not true. In fact, I would look at it and I do, and I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke in your face because that would be really cruel. I really mean this. I look at you and I'm like, I can't believe no one's done this. I'm like it's so needed, like to have a podcast or any kind of platform where someone's writing books and talking about all the things that we still get to do as long as we are on this planet. Like you are not old, even but but all the more so. Like if you said the same thing to me and you were 84 and you wanted to start a stand-up career, I'd be like, "Do it." Everything is about connecting with people. So it's not about your age. It's not about your hair color. It's not about your zip code. It's not your race. It's how you connect with other people. And you have a lot to say from the heart. That's all we need. That's all we need. It just so happens that that's a really important message. Like, come on, people. We, we live in a time, just in terms of your point, in your specific case, where there was an amazing TED Talk about how the average age of life expectancy is co- coinciding with retirement. And it's not because of what you think. It's not because that at that age, all of a sudden, people are bound to have this health issue. It's because of a lack of sense of purpose, that people retire. And they, they go into this place of like, I guess there's no need for me, or I don't know what to do with myself, or I feel really bored, and I don't want to play golf. And then they start to get depressed, and things start to deteriorate. And it's all about will to live. Like, How many of you have a story of knowing a person in your life who they've got so much energy? I I mean, I'm talking about the feeling of purpose and how this is just so needed and so necessary, and you're the perfect person to talk about it. And I was so inspired that you got married recently. I thought that that was amazing that you went through all of the things you've been through and you had the courage to be like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to open myself up to loving someone again. And at this age with all of his brokenness and accept him and accept myself. I mean, you have 15 books in you and this should be a platform. This should not just be a podcast. It should be a website. It should be an Instagram. It should be a series. It should be a live event. People should get up. You should be, you can do so much to change the world with this idea. I'm obsessed with it. So Let's get rid of the limiting beliefs.
1: The willing to open up, that's what I'm afraid of, Of willing to be open. And so since I'm not getting these, this windfall of attraction to my podcast and my website and to my Facebook, I'm starting to creep
0: away and go, see, Betsy, you know, that's Okay, the well, limiting. can I give you a, spe- a practical idea? Yeah. Here's something practical that I want you all to think about. I keep saying that the thing that has to be there is the empathy piece, right? The empathy piece and understanding who you're talking to. So you have that down in terms of understanding people's pain and some of the frustration. But if you're creating a show for people who are at that point in their life and wanting to say, it's not too late, you can write your memoir, you can date again, you can drive across the country, you can tap dance. Those folks might not be the perfect person who's on Instagram, Facebook, and podcasts, right? Like they might not get that technology. Like that might not be, they're not millennials, right? In fact, our demographic. So if you look at the age range of people who follow me on Instagram, right? The biggest chunk is ages 25 to 35. And gender for me is 85% women. When When it says 25 to 34, so I'm 39. And I said to my publisher, so what does this mean? Like my audience is 25 years old to and 34. And they said, no, that's actually the age of the people who are on Instagram. Like that's just the biggest amount of people on Instagram is that age, right? Like who use that technology. And then when we looked at my demographics on Facebook, it was slightly older because Facebook skews a little older than Instagram. And then when we look at podcasts, that's a whole nother interesting thing where it's a, it's a really, you guys are s- super savvy, I have to tell you, because podcast listeners are very educated, it turns out, and they're a little bit, they're like in between, like a little older, right, they're not like 15 and 16, those are like the YouTube audience, they're a little older, as it just turns out, just sort of in, in general, um, but we're talking about that middle zone of like 35 to 45 is my is, is generally more of a podcast listener. A podcast listener is an educated person usually who um, like 80% of our audience went to four-year universities. That's cuckoo town. By the way, that's a really good reason to start a podcast because what advertisers have found is that by investing these little bits, because it's not expensive to advertise in a podcast, their ROI is so high because the kind of engagement, the quality of the kind of listener, the kind of audience is like prime time. Podcast listeners are very educated. They read the news. They're they're curious. They're into self-development. All like Honestly, it's a very smart, savvy, cool... These are the people you want to have dinners with, right? People listen to podcasts. I'm not joking. Most people don't, though. It turns out that on the Apple, they did a whole bunch of studies and they found out that most of their Apple users don't even know there's a podcast app on the phone. So we're talking about a very small niche of people. So what I would think to myself is, again, for all of you, what am I creating? Am I creating brand muffins? Am I making floral design? Who's my audience? Where are they? Where are they? It doesn't mean don't do the podcast. It means what else am I doing to cultivate this? Where else am I finding them? And then saying, by the way, I have a podcast and I'm educating you that you can come listen to me now weekly? Am I putting together live events? Are you going to do a wine and cheese night locally? And are you going to speak? And are you going to invite up people who are in their 60s and 70s, who you admire, who are either athletes or business owners or people with great marriages or psychologists? Are you going to have somebody speak at every event and then let people mingle? And is this live event then going to grow to be sort of like a membership, this like supper club that meets once a month? And then is that live event a place where you can then say, by the way, you can keep in touch every week. I do a podcast. And where are you going from there? So think of your audience and then ask yourself, now who is a little nucleus that has that audience? Are there country clubs that I could then go speak at? Who's already corralling this audience that I might want to reach out to and then set up a little evening where I start to talk about this and then are there magazines and blogs that cater to this market? Do I want to reach out to them and send them some content, send them a transcript to one of my shows and tweak that transcript so that I can shorten it and make it more like an article and say, I'm doing this. Do you want to tell my story? Do you want to share this content? Do you want to share this research I found? Who else is pulling together your audience? The question there is where's my people, right? So if you're not finding that you're having fast success, number one, things take time. But number two, where are your people? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope it reminded you of something you needed to hear. And again, I'm going to be offering six weeks of these coaching calls to those of you who pre-order my book, so if you want to get in on that, plus all the other bonuses, make sure to use the link in the show notes or go to com slash book to grab a copy of your book and then sign up to grab the bonuses for these coaching sessions and all the other bonuses as well. All right, let's share your wins. So Tyler posted in our Facebook group and he said, Hey, everybody. Listening to this podcast has really helped me work past some of my mental blocks. Let's be honest, it's a constant battle. But I finally got the courage to work with some local breweries in the area to set up paint parties where people who don't necessarily feel creative can get that spark of joy for themselves. It's stressful, but so worth it. I'm getting better with each event, and we've sold out everyone to date. I grew up painting and drawing obsessively, but like many people, I found myself doing it less and less as I battle with PTSD and major depression. When I started flow painting, for the first time, it really re-sparked that joy in my heart and inspired me to get back into more advanced work. When you have things in your life that reaffirm that you can create beautiful things, that you don't have to earn them, it gives you the confidence to reach out and really grow into your creativity. And giving that feeling to people who felt that creativity was out of reach gives me so much joy. I honestly couldn't do this without replacing the negative voices in my head with voices of people like Kathy and the people I'm now surrounding myself with, people who know that these things deserve to exist in the world, that me and my work deserve love. I can't thank you enough, sending love and good vibes everyone's way. And if you are in the Atlanta area, please come and find us. I couldn't do this without people like you all here. He also posted a video of everyone at the event, making these beautiful pieces of art and every single person is smiling and laughing. You can just tell from the energy that they're all loving the moment and feeling that joy of exploring their creative side. Tyler, this is so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing this and thank you for doing what you do holding space and encouraging people to literally get messy and let out that artist inside of them. His website is brewbrush.com. So go check it out. You can give Tyler some love. And if you're in Georgia, which is where they have their events, sign up for one of their super fun pint and paint nights. Here's the next incredible win from last Friday. Tia wrote this in the Facebook group. Today is our grand opening of our ice cream shop. This dream came true in a matter of six weeks. When you tell God your dreams and manifest them, wow, just wow. Tia, I'm just speechless. Congratulations on opening your ice cream shop. You did it in just six weeks? That's amazing. I'm so excited for you. Please keep us posted on all the amazing things that are in store. You guys, if you're near Benton, Arkansas, go say hi to Tia and try her yummy ice cream. Their shop is called Just Ice Cream and every flavor they offer looks absolutely delicious. Okay, last win is from Kelly. This is also from the Facebook group, which is, you guys can go check it out. It's the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. She said, after four years with my Etsy shop just floating by, I did my taxes for 2018 and realized even while pregnant all year, I doubled my income from 2017. I hustled hard. I didn't give up and I had a plan. This year with my baby girl in my arms, I plan to do the same thing and release more digital products so that I can have more time with my babies. Thanks, Kathy, for a podcast that lifts me up while I'm in the trenches of baby and toddlerhood. Kelly, I'm so proud of you. That's really incredible. And I want to applaud you for sticking with this for so many years because that takes tremendous persistence. And you're only getting stronger with every year, which is obvious. Your crochet toys are so cute. It's no wonder you're doing so well. Let's give Kelly some love, you guys. Her Etsy shop is called Kelly Joy Crochet, all one word. And you can check out her adorable crochet creations. Okay, so I want to put a spotlight on some people in our awesome meetup groups. Emily from the Colorado group posted a photo and said, It was such a treat finally getting to meet a face in this inspirational group. Julie is working on creating an apple cider vinegar through Big Bee's Fruit Company. I live on that goodness. I can't wait to meet more of you soon. Emily, that's so cool. I'm so glad you and Julie were able to meet up and support each other. And I hope that inspires everyone else to have their own little meetup groups, even if it means getting together with just one person from this loving community. There's a link in the show notes where you can see the links to all the different meetup groups we have around the world. You can also feel free to just post in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group and say, hey, who's in the LA area or who lives in Dallas or Kansas City or Vancouver? Wherever you live, you'll probably find someone. And even if you can only meet up on Zoom or a Skype call, it's still gonna be so valuable to have that accountability buddy who can keep you on track towards your next step. So I highly recommend Joining one of those groups or just starting your own. You guys mean the absolute world to me. I know that you have so many other things you could be doing instead of listening to the show. So it means the world. Thank you for being here. If you really want to support me in the biggest way, please go ahead and pre-order the book. You can go to don't keep your day slash book. And in return, I will be thanking you for doing that by giving you those tremendous bonuses. You do not want to miss out on six weeks of free coaching calls plus a raffle to win a one-on-one coaching session. I will be giving away eight of those. Plus, a raffle for a gift card. And then I'll be choosing five people a month between now and the time the book comes out to send you guys a package with a handwritten note, an advanced copy of the book, and a few of my favorite things. So don't miss out on this. Don't miss out on the chance to support me. Help spread the message of the show it means the world. You have no idea. It only costs you like 20 bucks and you will be getting all of this. We'll be meeting once a week for six weeks. We'll be sending you the details on all of that very soon. I think these coaching calls can be so transformative. And so I'm offering you six weeks of these coaching calls for free plus everything else. All you have to do is pre-order the book. So it is such a win-win. Keep marching forward and remember to be gentle with yourself. No matter what it looks like, you're doing incredible work. You are so brave. And you're making powerful moves, even if they're subtle. Every day you are growing. That is absolutely true. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Monday.
2: I could use a fresh coat of paint, change my scenery. Wake up in the morning and choose to be brave and sad.